Hey, Hoff here. Welcome to Hoffcast. I need to find a better sound, but I still like it. So <laughs> I still like it. Uh, yeah, welcome to Hoffcast. My name is Hoff. I'm your host. Um, I just got Hoffcast up here real quick. My website, hoffcast.com. Make sure you visit the website today for all your Hoff needs. As you can see, uh, the live stream. I actually didn't get this one up. I should probably do that during the stream, buddy, or at least afterwards. Anyways, go, scroll down to the bottom, and uh, you can connect with me through Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm, I might do that during the show. I might put that up. But yeah, Hoffcast.com. It's awesome. Tonight is episode number 53. It's the first guest that I've had on um, since I, I got my new channel back. So... I am very, very happy to welcome him here, uh, Mr. Sapphire Elf. How are you doing tonight, sir? Or today, I guess it's uh, it's, it's noon over there, right? You're muted. You're muted. That's a good start to the yeah, good start to the show. Perfect. Yep, doing good, man. That you're you're rolling tobacco right there, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, just having That's a cigarette. That's what I thought. Yeah, just cracked noon, so I just cracked a beer, so we can get the cheers, vibe swelling. And cheers to the bosses watching. Cheers. We're gonna have a good time tonight. We got a lot to talk about. So, for anyone who doesn't know who Sapphire Elf is, he's not—he doesn't have a huge presence online. I think he likes to keep it that way. Um, I'm lucky enough to get him uh, on the show tonight because he comes. He's been a long time boss. He comes backstage a lot, and we have these great conversations after the show. And I said, why don't you just come on the show sometime, man? We'll have these conversations on the show, and it'd be awesome. So I'm I'm super excited to have you here, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah doing awesome. Um, I'm more of a gamer, so I don't really have online socials, but Skype and Discord I do, and some of my gamer friends used to watch your guys' shows, like, you know, all the UFO community and all that. And then I just kind of fell into YouTube and started meeting all you guys as well. And that's, you know, how I'm here. Well, you you have some great ideas uh, always in the comments as well as backstage, man. Like you're always, you're always seeing stuff that I don't see or you got some information I don't have, you know, sometimes or a certain perspective on something I don't have. So so very interesting. I'm always open uh, to learn different viewpoints from other people because I'm only one man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been questioning things ever since I was 10 years old. I used to watch this old show on VHS my pop had. Um, it was like uh, Mr. Sumner, a science guy, and his saying was, why is it so, but why are things the way they are and therefore not otherwise? And he used to do these practical science experiments that they wouldn't let kids do now. But they used to say, "Oh, get your mum and dad and do them at home in the, you know, in the kitchen." You know, he'd be well, setting things on fire and freezing random stuff. It was awesome, you know. Yeah, like uh, making like uranium, like <laughs> doing stuff with uranium and mercury is stuff that you can probably can do. You know, eating lead. You know, consuming any kind yeah. of lead. -based yeah, it was, paint. Bit, yeah, it was like old black and white stuff from like the early fifties. You know, so you know, yeah, stuff that they wouldn't let kids have these days. You know. Not egg cartons and a pair of scissors. God help us all if children have scissors. <laughs> don't run with them either, man. Even yeah. as an adult, don't run with them scissors. You know, you're gonna get yourself uh, lose well, an eye. Possibly well, too if they're open. Yeah. Well, Sesame Street taught me that when I was like three. I've never actually run with a pair of scissors. I haven't either, man. I'm too scared. It's like indoctrinated in me. It's I'm brainwashed to that. 
very care. I'm more careful with scissors than I am a knife. I'll run yeah. with a knife. They never told me not yeah. to run with a knife. They said don't yeah. run with scissors. So yeah. I'll do my blacksmithing and knife making, and I'll sharpen these really big blades, and I'll be working this really hot forge, and I'm more likely to have a few beers when I come inside after work, and I burn myself trying to cook a pizza on the oven. You know, <laughs> I'll probably cut myself with a knife trying to cut the pizza too. You know, it's just yeah, when you get lazy and you don't expect it. Yeah, that's or like um, if if you're if you ever wash dishes, I know it's not the manliest thing to do, but when you live alone, you gotta do your own dishes, especially when your dishwasher breaks and no one comes to fix it for days. Uh, but anyways, that's a whole personal thing. But you know, you reach down on the sink and you did forget there's a knife left, and then you're like, fuck, and there, yeah. yeah, stab yourself. Yeah, I've yourself. got a process. I always leave the um, dirty big kitchen knives um, in one pile. And then I wash them first, and then I can fill it full of stuff. And smarter then, so. man than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when people say, "Oh, can you finish the washing up?" I'm always asking them, "Are there any big knives in there?" And they're like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Okay, I'll just stick my hands in there and feel around. We we like we like to call that living dangerously. That's what we like to do. Living on the edge. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Let's get dangerous. <laughs> I just did the Duckwind Ducks theme song the other night on karaoke. Big karaoke guy. Big karaoke guy. Yeah, I love a few beers and karaoke. Like, I suffer a few anxiety disorders, and I find singing's a healthy way to express myself without skitzing out on people. I'd imagine. So, uh, like, what kind of music do you like, man? Um, pretty much everything except for, like, ghetto rap and kind of Nicki Minaj <laughs> money worship stuff you know gotcha you don't, you that, don't like you don't like wap yeah just yeah exactly wap yeah there's that whole yeah there's that whole subculture of money worship and treating people like crap but you know i'll listen to some old country and some old dolly partons but i mean the tool and alice and james and yeah, but i grew up listening to the stones and the doors with the folks and mum's into her chick rock like susie quantro and jet joan and all that sort of chick punk. Did you know Jim Morrison's dad was in the CIA? I wouldn't be surprised, man. He like led the, uh, I believe it was the Gulf of Tonkin, which was a false flag event. So <laughs> pretty crazy stuff, man. I've heard stuff about it in examples, but I've never actually gotten into Gulf of Tonkin stuff. But yeah. I know that it was proven true and they've got the papers for it. And yes, they did it. So that's pretty much all I need to know is that, yeah, the government yeah, will mess with you if it wants to. Basically lied about the whole thing, yeah, um, mm. until they got they got called out on it. <laughs> but I just thought it was so weird that Jim Morrison, like, it just makes you wonder about, like, if Jim Morrison was, like, maybe, like, placed in his position, like, you know, pushed up there because of his, mm. you know, well, um, the people he knew. And, like, maybe they were, like, he could have some real influence on the world, you know what I mean? Like. You know, um, you know, Led Zeppelin was into the occult, right? Jimmy Page. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. like their album covers. Let's have this talk for a second. Go ahead. Yeah, each member of the band had their own sigil, like a symbol that they'd use on the cover. And it was hidden in all the, like, even if it wasn't on the cover, in any of their cover arts, it was in there somewhere. And um, Yeah, Jimmy he, Page came up with those, man, because he was a big Aleister Crowley guy. He even, like, bought his house, dude. Yep. And some say that that dragon robe that he used to wear 
and those, those weird clothes that he'd like wear on stage or some kind of wizard robe to like bewitch the masses. Yeah, dude, I do love, I love the dragon suit, dude. That's, that's pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. The jack, he's got the open jacket and he's just got the cigarette in his mouth and he's just playing. Uh, you know, well, I said and, it. Yeah. Double neck guitar. I love, I love sure that Zeppelin. Yeah, I'm not sure how prevalent like Eastern symbolism was back then in like rock culture, but the dragon suit was just so different to bring those kind of Oriental influences in that no one had else really done before in the West. I think when it comes to pop, it was also had like flames on it as well, which could represent like you know like evil sort of things, dark arts and whatnot. Yeah, the dragon is a weird thing, though. I I, I agree. Yeah, it was tra it was a dragon like coming out of fire. Yeah. But, you know, and uh, like, dude, and you know, if you played like Stairway to Heaven uh, backwards on vinyl on your record player, which I've done actually, like myself, and it does the whole. Uh, Here's to my sweet Satan six six six. It does that shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, if like, I'm conjuring some dark arts here. I, I gotta I was about to stop yeah. this. It's like I, was about to say, I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that. There's a we had a guy on conflict radio once. Like I don't help run it or anything. I just um, chat over there and I'm annoying. Um, and he was this guy that used to listen to people's speeches backwards. And in pretty much everyone's day to day talk, there are little things. And he says it's subconscious, but. I think he's just listening for crap when people talk backwards. And if you listen to it enough, you'll hear things. And he's got to slow it down or speed it up for it to make sense to hear it. And I'm like, nah, you're just manipulating it, you know? Like, well, dude, I, I mean, I, I think in some cases that might be the case, but there are certain ones. Like, I believe this, this whole led zeppelin thing might have been intentional because he he the lyrics forward they don't really make that much sense it's like there's a bushel in the hedgerow and you don't i don't know where the actual part was but some of those lyrics are just like so mysterious anyway you wonder what you're talking about and that's what i mean like that, it, it, that one was pretty clear yeah when it comes to jimmy page i think that's probably a hundred percent legit because we know he was into it but this other guy that i i meant like he's he's taken that idea and he's applied it to all these politicians. And I'm like, not all politicians are evil. They're just really stupid and greedy. Yeah. You know, they don't wake up in the morning like Mr. Burns rubbing their hands, saying, excellently evil today. You know, like they just think, they just don't give a shit about Ma and Pa's little store in their house. Yeah, they'll roll you over. Are just paid off to uh, say the things and vote the way they do. You know, say the things they say and vote the way they do. They're, a lot of them are just paid off. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, they're all just stupid and greedy. They don't even know what their policies are going to do. You know, I bet they don't even read half of it or think about it other than why they read it. You know, by the time I mean, they're finished reading it, they don't care already. You know, that's how we got the uh, that UFO disclosure. Um, it, it, they're like, well, UFO disclosure. It wasn't anything really besides, uh, there's stuff in the sky. We're not sure what it is, but that's how we got that. It was like, a, I don't know how many hundred pages or thousands of page, uh, document it was. And I think it had to do with the stimulus package or something like that. And they threw that in like at the end of it and no one read that far into it. And then there you go. Like, oh, I got you. It's in there and you signed it already. Yeah. So now you got to tell us what you know. They didn't really tell us what they knew, but. 
Oh well, yeah, that makes sense too. They told I us watched very little. I watched a um, I watched a Brazilian one as well. They had one recently, and I watched it all with subtitles. Someone's put it on YouTube with subtitles, or you can auto-generate it because they're just speaking, you know, whatever they speak in Brazil. I don't know what that is. Is it Brazilian? I, don't know. I think it might be Portuguese <laughs> or Polish. I don't know. It starts with P, I think. It's not like Spanish. Portuguese seems right. Mm. We're going to go with that. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I know it's a different one than the Spanish, I think, but I'm not sure. Probably both, you know. It's probably like Canada. Everyone wanted it, you know. Well, that nobody wants Canada now. <laughs> That's it. The French can have it. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I mean, you were watching the show the other night. Their their guy is crazy, dude. He's out there wearing a cowboy right. hat after what he did to the truckers. Like, get out of town, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's all this new farming stuff happening recently, and the news in Australia is talking about it now. All that stuff you were saying, dude, about buying up the farmlands and uh, destroying. Oh, the the EU is now because off the northwest coast of like those European countries, they've got a dead sea because they've all their farming nitrates that have been washed out, and it causes algae blooms that deplete the um, ocean of oxygen in that region, and nothing can live in it. Not even a coral or a sea sponge goes there. It's just a dead zone, like an ocean desert. And they've got this new thing where they can use biochar and in their causeways that do go to the sea, they start filling them with tons and tons of biochar and gravel first and then wire mesh it so the water can go through, but it will catch debris and also absorb a lot of these bad fertilisers. But the EU's now said, no, we're going to have a reduction target instead of working on technology to fix the problem. We're just going to ban the problem. And now farmers have got to cut their fertilizer use by 70% by the end of like the next year. And what the, you know, and Dang, yeah, the, the EU's mandating it. So a bunch of countries are going to have to do oh. it if they agree. The, the EU is like almost like the, they're trying to become the new, the new world order, you know, and don't you? The UN, uh, I said Brexit, you know, NATO. Was, Brexit was the start. <laughs> Everyone else is starting to tell them to get fucked. A couple of little shithole corrupt countries that's trying to join now that the Ukraine thing kicked off. And they're the only people joining now are little corrupt puppet countries that were split off ages ago after the Cold War and just put in the hands of dictators and or just corrupt idiots that are said to be democratic. They don't really have a chance anyway because they probably don't really have much of a military, I'd imagine, these, these countries. Yeah, well, you don't hear much about Uzbekistan, do you? Because, no. you know, everyone just knows it's corrupt as hell. And they you know, well, I'm sorry to cut you off. You didn't hear much about Ukraine either. And you knew it was corrupt as hell. Like, yeah. what the hell? Now people are rooting for it. I don't get it. It's like it's whatever the news tells people, they just go with it. I'm like trying to tell people to swim the other way because that's the wrong way yeah. to go. Be a salmon, swim upstream. I know it's rough, but that's the right way to go because uh, they're trying to make yeah. you feel sorry for, for this country yeah. that's just literally stealing our money. Literally. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. just don't want to see that. In the mid 2000s, I think it was 2007, like um, the Western bloc of Ukraine had a referendum, like the um, Crimean side or whatever they call it, the Russian side. And they all voted 
to join Russia. And then NATO and the UN comes in and said, oh, no, 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 that vote was corrupt. So they did it again under their supervision and they still voted. And then they're like, no, that's not happening. You're going to keep our puppet Western loving government taking your taxes and paying us off. You know, we'll make up some green energy target for you so you can pay us some money. Just it's this Ponzi just, scheme. Exactly. Yeah. It's all it is. It's, it's just like uh, just faking people out for some money, man. Like trying to get put on a show and then making the deal underneath the table so no one sees what's really mm. happening. Uh, it's all a big uh, a curtain. Let me say mm. hi to Lesween Machine real, real quick here, man. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Speaking of Trudeau and the cowboy hat, he's still got that going on in an avatar. I love it, buddy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Swain. How you doing, bro? Thanks for being here tonight. We're gonna we got a lot to talk about, a lot to go over. We're, like we're, we're just gonna kind of free flow it, you know. But we already got some great stuff we're talking about right now. And, uh, um, I got a call from the um, saddlery shop, and uh, my new hat's been delayed. It'll be here like in another couple of weeks because <laughs> the fuel costs and just transport at the moment. It's all shit, man. You know, like. Uh, I ordered a new leather hat and it's just not going to be here for like six weeks. So that's so just, well, all my vinyl, like, dude, I've, I like to, I collect records, uh, vinyl records. And I think I talked about this on one of my episodes, but, uh, there was like a, a, a shortage in vinyl and, uh, all of all these albums got delayed like way past when they were supposed to come out. And a big reason for this, one of them was there's only certain, like so many vinyl, like, production uh factories in the world yeah they're like many, really. they call them a and press don't they and they actually hate press the thing into the yeah. Soft vinyl. Yeah. yeah and there's not really that many that do it like you have to go through them and a lot of them were like having issues due to the corvid uh, of course and then adele orders like five hundred thousand copies of her album on vinyl and that literally like delayed a bunch of artists right. this is not even yeah. a joke it, i it's it's a real story you can look it up you can google it it's yeah. real adele ordering five hundred thousand copies of her album makes my favorite band's album come later yeah fuck you adele. I, I was looking at getting a chinese cassette player again recently man because i can't buy one in the west i gotta go on like ebay or wish to get yeah, a cassette I know, man, player. I need a cassette player real bad. I've, I've been uh, I've been collecting like cassettes a little bit too lately, to be honest with you. I buy like yeah. I'm, uh, one of my favorite bands puts one out. Uh, I usually pick one up. I've not quality, a lot of them are still wrapped in the in the plastic. You know, really yeah, know the quality's not the best, but they it's just last. For, it's different. Yeah, they last forever if you keep them out of the sun. That magnetic tape will die in sunlight, but if you keep them in the packet and out of the sun, they. I still got my folks. Um, like thousands and thousands of like original cassettes all the way from like the seventies forward to the two thousands. Yeah, but if and you so got a like, shitty tape deck that eats tapes, you're it's effed for life. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's the worst. Yeah, I was you thinking about just, just like, oh no, it's yeah. my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that. Should I get a cheap Chinese one to play them, or should I go around to like old stores? Or try and find a really old Casio and just take it apart and change the rubber bands that drive the cogs and stuff. Clean the heads and, and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, and use a proper old one that's, you know, if it's still around and someone wants to sell it, it probably works, you know. I would I would I would try to buy one that's new that gets really good reviews, that like legitimate reviews and not like bot reviews. Like well, that's, I don't what know. I, 
that's what I'm planning on doing. Maybe getting one. For, I've seen a couple on Amazon. I've looked at them. They're only like 35 bucks or whatever. They seem to get good reviews. As long as it doesn't eat my tape, I don't care. You know, yeah, that's fair. all I care yeah. is it just doesn't eat my tape after like three plays or something. I do like fixing old things too, though. So I was thinking, you know, get an old Yamaha or Casio or something good. Like, you know. Get a Sony, the, the, the Sony one that he, uh, Star-Lord uses in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, any of that stuff, you know. They, you know, if they still work, they worked back in the day. They were built in the time when it was popular. So if it chewed stuff back then, they, it would never have existed, you know. I had one when I was young. It was uh, it was like a translucent green color. No, you get the prison. You get the prison one. You get the clear case. Yeah, it's like yeah, you can see through. Yeah, it. yeah it's, it's pretty cool. I remember when um, walkable disc players came out for a few years, and everyone stopped selling yeah. cassette tapes. And then everyone realised that they skipped, and it was just a shit idea until they started building like modern RAM into it, so it could remember ten seconds ahead. Yeah, you had to get that anti-skip on it and the bass boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, if you didn't have the bass boost. Get out of here. Yeah, I don't a, few want... of us, a few of us got those like um, travel CD and mini disc and stuff. And then everyone after about six months said, fuck it. And went and pulled out our old um, Sony Walkmans again, the cassette ones. Because, you know, you can fall on the ground skateboarding with them. And unless you bust it, it doesn't even skip, you know. Yeah, exactly. And the swing set. And it just looks cool. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll read uh, Lesween. Yeah, I, I always read them. <laughs> Switzerland is the real hub of corruption. The Bank of World Banks is there and all kinds of mob people, plus whatever the fuck their neutrality is so corrupt. Have you ever looked into Swiss gold, man? There's, they've got a thing where they don't disclose where they get their gold from, and a lot of it's coming from those places in Africa where they're still using mercury and um peasant labor and it's just uh, the amount they get paid for it man and it gets traded so many times through people making so much money off these poor people it ends up in switzerland they remint it call it good and it's 100 percent legit gold now but this stuff has been outlawed ages ago but they launder it through the swiss bank because they can mix it with other golds from everywhere and there's no actual um, genetic fingerprint anymore because they've mixed I've it with all the other that. that is that is wild man i need to look yeah. more into that i've never heard yeah. that before uh yeah. also you want to read this one from lesween yeah lots of underground gold deals in switzerland the federal reserve has a history within fort knox world war yeah all that man and because they're re-minting it and mixing the golds they're changing the um like molecular fingerprint of the atomic whatever elements were in that region that didn't get super filtered out of the process of refining it, you can fingerprint gold if it was minted where you found it. So like it hadn't been mixed with other things from different mountains and different mines. As soon as you start re-minting it and barring it and stamping it with all these other, and they do it on purpose and they mix in the pirate gold with the good one. So yeah. does it degrade the gold at all? Or is it just, no? What, what's the purpose? Because if it's still the, the gold, gold, what's it matter where it comes it's, from? It's all um, because it's the practices they use. And oh, okay. You're I, telling, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the poor think, people yeah. taking advantage of the poor people and making yeah. a ton of money off of it and selling it is yeah. not what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's been outlawed ages ago, and yet they still do it and launder it through the Swiss. Oh, of course. A lot of things that they said was outlawed ages ago still exist. But not only that, even stolen gold. Like Sween said, World War One and Two, 
you know, how did they redistribute Nazi gold and why did no one get it back? Because they re-minted it all through the Swiss bank and re-stamped it. Damn, that's crazy. Wow. But do yeah. you think that, um, have you ever heard about like uh, the Nazis having um, like, like supernatural technologies, you know, like they, they may have been able to like kind of invent a UFO allegedly. Um, yeah, I know maybe, about the maybe, maybe like energy weapons and stuff like that. Have you, I mean, have you ever yeah, heard anything about that? Yeah, I know all about the bell and the secret bunker they found and stuff and like the hidden underground trains, the giant cannons. And I've heard all about Admiral Bird and the UFOs and Admiral Bird, when it comes to, his interviews and they've got him on camera recorded saying stuff but when it comes to this journal thing i've never seen anyone get a hold of it to do a fingerprint or a um handwriting analysis on it and prove he wrote it you know yeah it turned up later and, yeah anyway sorry no i know i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead like he did say there was a new terrible enemy that could fly pole to pole within an instant you know so he did say weird stuff, but when it comes to proving his journal about the hollow earth and flying into it and all this stuff, you know, like, I'm kind of on the fence with that, but I don't rule it out, you know. Well, apparently, the, I guess there was a Operation High Jump where there was this, uh, That's it. you know, team, uh, what was it, a Navy or something like that that were sent to Antarctica. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the head. And, uh, and apparently, there were, yeah, the, the, are we talking about the same thing right here? Yeah, that's, like that's the, the guy, that's the guy that led High Jump. Yeah, but he'd done other missions before. That's so crazy. I wonder if I mean I like to. I want to believe, you know, as the X Files phrase goes. But that's just so wild, you know. Yeah. Um, that that might be part of history. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Who knows what's going on in Antarctica? Damn. Mm. Yeah. A lot of a lot of mystery around Antarctica, man. Hey Shane, how you doing, brother? Shane, what's up, my man? How are you tonight, bro? It was a rough day today. We got through the week, and now we get to relax. And uh, I don't know if you're drinking or whatever, but cheers to you. Uh, we're having a great conversation here tonight. I'm glad you were able to, to join in and watch because yeah, we got we, we, yeah. It's, I'm having so much fun already, man. And we we have only hit the old tip of the iceberg. All right. All right. Well. <laughs> He's got something going on there. Um, let me read Lesween's comment here. I've never heard of uh, the molecular fingerprint of the gold before that. Uh, that's Mo Effie Wild. Just like the machines, they love plausible deniability and lack of transparency. Um, that Yeah, I, I, I didn't know about this either. Uh, I, that's so wild. I didn't know that like they were combining golds and and the whole reason like I like of the shady practices it took to get the gold it's like you don't want to be caught with that shit because you know how it came around when we're you know dang it's it's like uh like unmarking dollar bills or something like that or you know what i mean i don't know what it you know i don't know how i was to put it but <laughs> i'm back just right, had the neighbor drop in. yeah just had the neighbor drop in oh. I, got, I got mail and a new phone book yes we still have phone books in australia you got mail. You remember that? Uh, vaguely. You got mail. <laughs> uh, Lesween said, Nazis on the moon 
lads. Uh, the Gia shit. Uh, yeah, Admiral Bird and the UFO battles. Mm. Australian scientists have confirmed um, beginning of last year that there are geothermal vast ice caves under the ice sheet. They've confirmed this. Everyone knows it scientifically. And they say the geothermal thing down there would be hospitable to microbial life. And where are we talking about? The moon? Um, Antarctica. Oh, Antarctica. Okay. I wasn't sure what we were talking yeah. about there. I wasn't sure about the ice yeah. or whatever. Because um, yeah. the, the other side of the moon, I think, might be frozen. But there also might be Nazis back there, too. Um, you know, there's the whole... I'm not a, I'm not a flat earth guy. I'm, I'm an I don't know guy because I've never seen it personally kind of guy. Um, but like the flat earther people, they think that Antarctica is like an ice wall around the like a like if you have a yeah. dinner plate and it's raised on the edges, that's like. And yeah. the theory I really love about it, uh, what I love about the theory is, um, some believe that it doesn't end at Antarctica. Like there's more land out past it, so it's like you know other realms, and maybe that aliens don't come from space but they come from these other realms or something like that or these something out past the ring of antarctica where there might be other suns and other you know and who knows man who knows i mean obviously the the solar system okay. the whole you know heliocentric yeah. model of course but but i just find it very fascinating all this stuff especially when you, you like they they don't let people go to antarctica i know no no one wants to go there anyway no, no one wants to go there Australia's yeah. really close to it, and actually a lot of us do go there, you know. Don't you have to have, like, some clearance or something like that? You can only go to certain places? Like, you can't really, like, just go out and explore it, from what I know. Like, why would you want to, but... Well, you could. No one's going to stop you, but what they say is no military presence is there, and that's part of the rules, and it's a conservation continent for global heritage. You know, no chemicals and messing with the wildlife kind of thing. You're not allowed to go there and club penguins kind of stuff. No one's that's about that it. Anyway. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's about it. You know, if you want to go there and walk off into the frozen tundra, good luck. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to go out there like arresting you. 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. They did a music video out in an article once. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember which one it was. I just remember it was a big deal. They're like, "We're going out to Antarctica to do a music video." Good, cool. I'm like Darth Vader. I don't like sand, but I equally don't like snow either. I hate like snow, cool. man. I I hate snow. My dog loves it. She's half husky, uh, but I I hate it. Laswine, yeah. I thought you were heading out, but uh, say hi to Mama Swing, bro. I love your mama. Great lady. What a lady. And uh, but he came back. And he said, "Can we all agree that Hunter Brandon outclassed Julian Assange and Edward Snowden's leaks with one fell swoop with the crack videos?" And well, Pete, Pedro, Pete, <laughs> Pedro Pete, we'll say <laughs> it's not that nah, I'm not being Pedro's. I I'd probably get by with that more than Pedro. They'd probably say that's racist, old YouTube or something like that. It's not being either of those. Not uh, so yeah. I'll just be a sec. Lesween also says there's a whole theory about one of the alien races being German-type folks because of their multi-planetary colonizing post-World War II. Well, I do find the connection to the tall blonde Nords interesting because the Germans were all about that, right? 
And if I mean, yeah, like, I mean, uh, uh, I guess they do sound like master race kind of stuff. If they com- if they did complete UFOs, did they complete the master race thing with the tall Nords? Ooh, well, that's um, I, I mean, have you ever heard of the Nephilim? Basically, yeah. the combining of like an alien race and like humans to have like well, angels dinosaurs. and humans. Oh well, okay. Yeah, you can't just say angels are aliens because then we'd have to go into how well, possible I mean, that is. Anything that's foreign is alien yeah. technically, so I mean, it still falls under. Well, the, well they are the extraterrestrial, considering. Yeah, well, if they're not from Earth, fair enough. No, I don't mean. I mean, you can call like if someone's from another country that comes to your country, they're an alien. You know, it's not like it doesn't mean the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's you know. It's, yeah. I mean, but I, you know what I meant the first time. I'm just saying yeah. it still falls under the yeah. jurisdiction of the term alien. I hear debate some, but anyway, with the flat, with the flat Earth thing, you know, I just think that's ridiculously funny, and I joke about it. But what I do entertain is the hollow Earth and underground city stuff. I don't think we've got an extra sun, but there might be some ancient technology of some glow jam, like black rock depths in Skyrim. You know, like oh, that's Warcraft, Black Reach in Skyrim. You know, like. You go underground and there's this glow fungus that people live by under there. And everything's weird. Instead of trees, you have giant mushrooms. And people have talked about these entrances and said, yeah, there's mushrooms like trees and all sorts of weird stuff. And and you got yeah, little frost spiders and, and shit like that. Yeah, you, yeah, like they talk about Agatha, Shambhala and Shangri-La, these underground super cities. And I think that, you know, I... I think that's way more plausible than a flat Earth, you know. Yeah, I don't think the Earth is hollow because we can bounce seismic waves through it and bounce them off. We know it's full of some kind of liquid. But vast underground caverns, 100%, you know. Well, dude, I was, I've, I've been addicted to watching these caving videos lately. I'm not going to lie. I find them fascinating because it's something that I, I would never, ever do in my life. I don't care how much money you pay me. Never going into a cave. Don't care. Not going into a cave. If my life depended on it and there was like nuclear war going on or something, maybe I'd go into a cave. Even then, that's a bad idea because that cave's going to fall on you. So maybe I wouldn't nah. go into the cave. But I love watching the cave videos and they see so many cool things down there sometimes, like crystals and stuff you've never seen or you know, they got like spiders. It's crazy how spiders and and uh, and um, like uh, these crawfish live down there and stuff deep in these caves. It's uh, really crazy. I'm just gonna say, quick get out to the Ravens Outpost. What's yeah, up, you know, do you know what they call animals that evolve to live in caves specifically and don't really survive well in the light outside of them? But that the proper word for them is troglodytes. Like, it'll be the same species of another fish, but it's been stuck in this cave and it's lost its eyes and its skin pigment. I've heard and of that. I just didn't know the term. I've heard the term yeah. before, too. I have. Yeah. I just I couldn't I couldn't have put it together for you. By the yeah, way, Lee, the- um, he's, got, he's got some Bigfoot stuff coming up here if you're interested here before too long, I'm sure. We're, we're getting into this kind of thing. But, yeah, I just figured, you know, he's the Bigfoot okay. guy that I know. So if you want to put yeah. anything in the chat about that when we get into that. Feel free to yeah. go ahead, man. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't prove Bigfoot's real, but I can say that he should exist scientifically, from what I know. Social anthropology and all that's my bag. I love that stuff. Is there any of these comments you want to read? Looks like yeah, I'm just having a look. 
Yeah, stuff about stuff about genetic engineering and stuff. Oh, that's what annoys me with these abduction people and their talk of hybrids, man. We are a ninety-six point like eight percent, not more than that, ninety-eight point six percent genetically identical to a chimpanzee because we share a common ancestor. So we just simply do not have fifty percent random DNA. And even if you say there's turned off DNA, we don't know what it does. We can still read the DNA and we can still see that dormant DNA in other creatures as well that are vertebrates and warm-blooded mammals, you know. I, I do think it's possible that aliens have come here and tweaked the existing genetics to turn things on and turn things off, you know. The only so reason when you say that, does that mean sorry, sorry to interrupt, man. I hate when I do that. But I had to ask, does that mean if you if you entertain the idea of the aliens have come and interfered with the evolution of whatever our species is, does that mean that you kind of follow the Anunnaki sort of theory that we're all under control from them and they're just are basically we're, we're their little playground? No. 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 Okay. I think I, I think, think it, it does tie around to that. Um, I, think, I, think, I think in the time that we can see a human evolution from other like ancestors would suggest if someone was manipulating us, a breeding program, you know, because little leaps did, like maybe every 50,000 years they came in and just bred a new tribe and let it go. And then 50,000 years later, whichever one was most successful, they came in and did that again. You know, I think, yeah, selective well, I mean, breeding. Also, I mean, there's been several uh, times that civilizations uh, have just been completely annihilated and rebuilt, too. So that, that kind of brings up different things. Like, pe I think people look different from around the world. I mean, not uh, no racism here or anything, but you're just, I'm just saying, like, why do people look different around the uh, world? I mean, why are there different races? I understand, like, skin tone to a, a degree because some, I guess, some people are more outdoors in their yeah. culture than others. But besides that, like, when it comes to like facial features and hair and everything like that, like I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't then know. You know, you know, red hair has evolved independently in primates at least like 26 different times using different genes. Talking about like orangutan? Well, everything like Neanderthals were gingers and had blue eyes as well, but they used totally different genes to express that than, than modern humans do. And. Strange. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, let me say hi to Mitz here. How you doing, Mitz? Said she's been living off Ooh. the grid recently. Um, stopping back at the house. Nice, live off. I'm all about the off the grid yeah. lifestyle. I'm, um, I'm van life at the moment. You can have a quick look. I got a new little oven, and I want to get some new cupboards and stuff for down here because at the moment it's just a big box that I shove stuff in. I like the zebra print. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, tea towels and stuff. Uh, I was just trying to make the place a little bit presentable. It's half unpainted and stuff. People Work like in Eric progress. Weinstein chiming in on UFOs and Bigfoot. I love Eric Weinstein. You know that... familiar, I don't think. You know the portal story, Hoff, that I linked you? That's Eric Weinstein talking. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah. I, I feel like the name is familiar. I feel like... Because I've... I've I'm not like the I'm not a Bigfoot expert by any means, period. But you know, I've always kind of followed it, and you know, I've watched some of the documentaries and and stuff like that. But yeah, I got but to. I, um, I'm sure that name's probably popped up somewhere. 
I got to talk to Jeff Meldrum as a live stream, like a backstage thing. There was like Jeff Meldrum's the guy with the gray beard and the short hair that is the uni professor. And he's the foot guy. That's what he teaches people of how to study people's feet. Like when you become a podiatrist, doctor, a surgeon, whether you look at it in an evolutionary. I say that's a great way to get paid for your fetish. Yeah. Like, um, what is, what do they call it? Uh, it's like podiatry is the medical term for it. It's like ornithology is the study. I'm pretty sure ornithologist, or, or like, like, or the penis. Yeah. That's the same kind of word. Yeah. And the university thing. And they look at feet of any animal you want, but he specializes in, you know, humans and stuff like a doctor. And I asked him the definitive question because the Bigfoot community always fights about whether it's a type of person and you believe the Native Americans that you can actually talk to them and reason with them. Or they say it's a gigantopithecus and just an ape and just a monster that's smart. But And so I asked him, is it a hominin or a hominid? And one means family of great apes and one means that plus upright walker. And he said... It's both. It is a great ape, and because we've observed it walking upright, it's also man-like. So we can't prove it's species homo, but simply observing it walking upright means it's both hominin and hominid, so everyone can stop arguing about those terms. And I just love the way you put it. And he smiled and rubbed his hands, like with his old Papa Smurf beard. You know, the dude's really cool to chat to. Eh? He's really nice. So you believe Bigfoot? Uh, you, have you had any sightings? You believe in the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch? Uh, we have Yowies in Australia. We got three different kinds. How do you spell that? Y a w e i. W o y i e. Yowie. Wowie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not W. Starts with a Y. Sorry. That's why I thought. Y okay. O w i e. I got it backwards. Yowie. Yeah. Okay. Wowie. Wowie. Yeah. Wowie. Wowie. It was crazy. It <laughs> ran off into the woods with a flaming branch and went whoop. I was out in the woods, out of nowhere. Bam! I was Sasquatch. <laughs> I was beating my twig and berries and then I heard a great big whack in the woods and this Bigfoot was communicating with me. I had my hand in so deep I almost lost my watch. <laughs> mm. I, don't I love the prophecy movies with walking. You were, yeah, you were telling me about that. I looked him up. I haven't watched him yet, but you yeah. were telling me about Oh, him. yeah, yeah. My mum loved him when I was a kid. I was like, oh, 14 and 13, and that were great. They're not too scary, but they're good enough, you know, like, yeah. Well, says, we have uh, telomere fused with a centimere in one chromosome shortens our lifespan doll. It's proof that we've been genetically edited. I got no idea what that first sentence means. Uh, first yeah, I'm unaware of means, this. But I get the second one. Yeah, I'm unaware <laughs> of this, but yeah. I'd say with the invention of technology in the last 10,000 years, our ability to select survival of the fittest has also gone down. And so I do think the human race currently is not only getting dumber, but it's also getting smarter. Huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, certain uh, I'm people. I'm going to say both of those things, man. That's that's we, breaking news. 
because intelligent people have less children and they're more likely to breed with other intelligent people but so stupid people have, yeah but stupid people have more children and they're more likely to breed with other stupid people and i don't i don't mean they're dumb because they're middle class it's not a wealth thing you know i'm not talking about wealth and that that's sheer cognitive ability you know but sometimes uh poverty does come with a uh, lack of education you have to admit that's maybe not your fault, and, but you know and we know from trying to grew the, you grew up in or whatever yeah with all the money people spend trying to educate and help the third world it's corrupt as hell and it doesn't work but when you give them the internet then things change and we can see in societies once they start getting linked to the net the women have a chance of schooling even if culturally they don't go to school they can do it at home now and then they start having less kids and then the kids are smarter and they start making more money and then healthcare comes around and you know once people once you educate people they get better but going in there and setting up these schools like these celebrities do it's all just a tax write-off and it's a sham oh yeah and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Go, they don't need a new movie yeah they don't need classrooms they need laptops and starlink well what about like i would agree with you like like 110 percent like 10 years ago if you had said that but now i'm starting to think that the internet is becoming a lot of misinformation and the social media aspect of it I, yeah. has a harmful effect on us where i don't know i feel like I, I don't like that google is like literally scrubbing articles from the internet just because they don't want that information out there like playing well, like, yeah playing like i am the thinking... department of, of misinformation or something like that like yeah like i formally i did form these opinions during the golden age of the internet to, to be fair right yeah because yeah, with because, social studies, because I mean, with social studies, you need twenty years of studies to see what did the kids actually get educated in the class or not, as opposed mm -hmm. to when did they get the internet and how and what changed, you know, like yeah. And so I'm talking about yeah, probably a lot of old data, but new so internet is crap. I mean, we've been in the internet for like I mean twenty plus years now, you know. Um, and we've seen huge shifts in the way society is than when I was a kid. And mm. I, 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 le I legitimately hate social media. Like, I hate it. I have Twitter and I have Instagram. But I really don't use them that much. I just use them to try to promote. Like, I don't, I don't go on and, like, do a whole lot of, like, posting myself. Every now and then I will. But I, I don't want to get addicted to it because I have been, you know. I went through the Facebook and MySpace yeah. stuff. I don't have either of those anymore. I mean, God forbid anybody have uh -huh. MySpace at this point, but uh, got to go update my top thinking, eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'll get back to Bigfoot for a sec. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I said a little bit about talking to Jeff Meldrum, but I also asked him his favorite story just because I know he loves telling it. No one asked him during the stream. And it's he's got this anecdote of he's got one of these Bigfoot casts where its foot has had something heavy dropped on it and it's been broken and rehealed with a splayed out toe and it's a known foot morphology that happens to people as well when you get a crushing injury that you don't get medical treatment for like it hadn't had surgery it just healed fucked up and it's a bigfoot sasquatch print it's not a person 
and he doesn't give them a scale. He shows his students what happened to this person and they all say the same thing. It's definitely got this dysplasia from a crushing injury. And then he says that he got the print from a Bigfoot researcher and watches his kids mind blow, you know, and he uses it in his class as an example that there's something there, you know, like, but this is a real foot is the proof that they can look at it scientifically and prove that this is a biological thing that's been broken and healed, but healed wrong. So and Bigfoot broke his foot? Well, are you going to make a Bigfoot foot that's fake and think about that? No, you're not. You know, and that's why this print, because the other print on the other side is a normal foot, but one's got this dysplasia in it from a crushing injury, and he shows well, them both what together. If when and, they did the mold, and I, like I'm just joking here, and want to preface this. Yeah, what yeah if, when they did the mold, if they were faking it, they dropped it and it split apart, and they were like, "Shit!" And they're like, tried to tape it back together and glue it, and it's like, "Oh well, it just had a fresh." Yeah, playing yeah. devil's advocate, uh, advocate, and I'm yeah, but he also um, discovered you know, you know, this. How do you yeah, think Bigfoot broke his foot? Did he drop a rock on it? Like a big boulder? Uh, I reckon probably another one was messing with something and, you know, they were playing catch the rock and it missed. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think it would have done it to itself. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That I'm, I'm thinking maybe he was trying to steal some beef jerky, some Jack Links, and he tripped over something or that fell down a cliff. Mm, they never know. They might have been. Uh, he's seen that cast before. You mean in person, or you yeah. just mean like online, or like? Could that be really cool? If you oh yeah. Well, um, what's his name? Jeff Meldrum um, has his own website and puts up all his stuff. So yeah, you would have seen it online, I guess. But he does do a lot of shows, so you can just go listen to him. You know. Um. Anyway, yeah. So the prevailing theory is that humans evolved after other like hominids and they moved out of africa through the middle east into asia first and then you know everywhere else in the world and we've got denisovians in siberia and modern tibetans and pacific islanders and australian aborigines have up to seven percent denisovian dna and then you've got europeans that went through there as well and we've got five to seven percent neanderthal dna and we know in other societies, like in Peru and some in Asia, there's two other ones, but we don't have the original fossil or a bone that now we can get DNA out of some bones that haven't turned to fossils yet, like we did the Denisovians and Neanderthals. We know that there's a few other ones that interbred with us too. And I stipulate that we weren't getting married and swapping tribes. I think we were prey to them because they're all bigger and stronger than we are. Like, yeah, like, I think we were prey. Like, Neanderthals had knives and fire, wore clothes, had spears, and they ate 99% meat. Because in frozen Europe, there's only about 10 plants you could have used for medicinal properties, but you couldn't have eaten them like a lettuce or a potato. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were good, man. They were super carnivores. They had knives and fire. You know, I think humans encounter, and you look at a Neanderthal, its eyes are literally in its skull, about as big as these glasses compared to that of a human. I think they were nocturnal hunters, and I don't mm. think they were bald with trendy tattoos. I think they were still furry, and I think humans lost our fur over time encountering these other creatures, 
because they preyed on us. We became more warlike and through sexual selection, we lost our hair and even any other ape species still alive today doesn't have permanent breasts on their females. They shrink up and don't exist. And like wild oxen females don't have permanent udders either. Only when they're giving birth, they grow them when they're producing milk. And I think the permanent breasts in human girls is a display to say, I have a kid already. Don't prey on me. You know, it's, it's an unviable prey thing, you know? So you think that, that humans and Neanderthals existed together and didn't, didn't just evolve over time? Like, like there were humans. Well, well, they, they, they existed, existed before we did, mm -hmm. right? And then we evolved in Africa and then left Africa and they were already there, already out there for millions of years. And they were evolving into new forms. Like by the time Homo erectus got into Southeast Asia, it was almost eight and a half feet tall um had a no more had a more prominent upright brow ridge it wore clothes made shoes had canoes boats and to say they didn't get to australia and become the australian yow is ridiculous you know like i didn't know that humanity evolved in africa and it didn't elsewhere and like that kind of explains some things in some way but it, it's still a lot it opens a lot more questions for me as well well, if that's what you're saying. Now we know it's a lot more complicated and it's likely that these populations were coming back in and we were going back out and everyone was cross breeding. And I don't think it was swapping wives. I think we preyed on each other. Hmm. And then all of a sudden so a modern pillaging, human... And pillaging maybe perhaps more... Yeah, and then all of a sudden a modern human emerges with a culture of monogamy we don't like raping and pillaging. We become extremely warlike and invent projectile weapons instead of hand spears. Because Neanderthal, Neanderthal spears and weapons were not projectiles. They couldn't have been thrown. Yeah, the stone blades are too um, fragile. You could throw it, but you get one shot with it, even if you're hit. But if you held it and thrust multiple times into something, you'd totally like, mess it up. But the way they made their blades out of stone, if you threw them into an elephant or a mammoth or a rhino or a cave lion or a deer or a wolf or a dog or something, um, yeah, you'd break the tip if you threw it. The shafts were way too heavy and thick. Yeah, especially if it like hit, hit another rock or something, like once it hit the ground. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, the, their blades were thin and sharp, but the wooden hearts were heavy like you'd hold it and thrust with it they weren't light and slender like you'd throw it from a projectile like a here's a spear thrower that's my spear thrower it's got a hook on the end and a point so i can dig up roots and bulbs is and this an original little... yeah i made this one and it's got a little groove in it and it's got a bit of a bow so if i want i can use my shoelace or bowstring as a fire bow and it's just me all-purpose stick, and it's you know, carved out of the center of hardwood. That Bro, used to be I, mean, I mean this with love. That yeah. is so fucking Australian, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's me woomera. Uh, that's, that's the Australian word for it. <laughs> it's like, it looks like something. like That's cool. Then. It's, like, it's multi-purpose. Like, like It's like a Swiss 
army knife well, or that's, something. That's, but... that's, that's stick, man. It wouldn't be fun to get hit with it. It's pointy and pokey, and it's also got a hook. I could like get you out that when you're an old man just yeah. beating your yeah. kids with it. Or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't you get should see the... kids, but... yeah, they have these it's old British. You know how the Irish. You know how the Irish have shillelaghs, right? Yeah, and they're like yeah, a walking shillelagh. stick with a big bulb on the end. Well, the British have one called a rose thorn cane. And it's like a big, thick, one-inch stem of a wild rose bush that's just gone crazy in someone's garden. And they'll cut it green and straighten it in the sun, and they dry out really light, but they're hard like cane. And you dethorn the top while it's green, and you have your handle on top. But, like, the bottom of it are these just dried big rose thorns. And it's a traditional British thing. In case your hunting dogs go a bit spastic, you can beat them off shit with a thorny stick. Like, yeah, and that's like the British version of a shillelagh, a thorn stick, but getting hit with a dry one, it'd break the thorns off and leave them in you. That's ah. got to be so crap, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Not fun. Anyway, this reminded me of whacking stuff sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whacking stuff sticks. That's what I should have named the episode. That's what whacking I say. stuff sticks with yeah. Sapphire Elf. That's because I'm like a knife maker and stuff, and you know, I was into the guild, and everyone asked me about self defense in, in Australia with a knife. And I'm like, the cops don't like it, and judges don't like to hear good people stabbing baddies, you know, they just don't like stabbings. And so, if you can hit them with a blunt lop of wood over the shoulder and the clavicle, that's probably the best way to just make someone go ow and stop, you know. Yeah, uh, have your shillelagh and then have your dagger ready, but whack him with the stick a few times and then stab him so you can tell the judge, I hit him with a stick first. Hey, you know? YouTube, we're not condoning any violence here, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hypothetically, in a self-defense situation. Yes. Oh, wait, YouTube doesn't like that either. No, no, no. We're just not no, condoning a, violence at all, but in a, yeah, in a, no, I, a situation I, with I a shillelagh or I a can't say, stick. Yeah. I can't you say know? SD. I can't say SD on YouTube. You know, that's um that's bad. You know, self-deaf. We can't say that. We're oh, gonna yeah. say we're, we're gonna say individual immediate life preserving. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, I like talking about um weapons from different cultures. And uh if you wanna go more into like if you'd like to talk about your, your blacksmithing. I mean, now's the time since we're talking about this stuff, I'd say. If you want to go into any of that, if you have any examples, talk about how you got into it. All right, yeah, well, um, I grew up and my old man was from, his mum was Scottish. But um, my old man grew up with like a real English kind of society in Georgetown in Australia, out the back of Sydney. And they had like scouts, but it was like the old British style. So they used to like use you and willow and stuff to make long bows and so i grew up always making self bows and it, robin hood was just always an idol and that went into like i can you know i've never been a you know i've never been in a robin fan hood of vibe from you yeah you know like rob from the rich give to the poor and like the the old fox cartoon robin hood i love that you know grew up with it you know, and it was just cartoons when I was a kid in the late 80s. Every second one was like Robin Hood or a folklore one, you know. They really were, yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot so of Robin I, Hood back in the 80s and 90s. I don't know why. A lot of. Yeah, yeah so I love that. Yeah, so I don't just love all the fantasy D&D &D stuff and like video games, but I love like the folklore of elves, trolls, 
dwarves, fairies and all that, you know, like, um, and there's even old bladesmithing stuff that people used to say about their pattern welded blades that they traded them for the, to the dwarves and everyone knew it was bullshit, but because your military technology is important, they don't want their smiths getting captured, you know, like any kind of way you temper and heat treat your steel you want to kind of closely guard back in those days if you can make a new type of body armor that's hardened and tempered you don't want other people to also make it you know you yeah, you, you keep the secrets getting out and getting to the yeah. end you know, i'd be a mole and, in there and be like oh i got the secrets to this blacksmith yeah. i got this that's, death star yeah <laughs> that's why there's so much bullshit around blacksmithing man and you hear like sacred stuff about Japanese katanas and shit. You know, it's all bullshit. They're all made out of steel, and some steel is better than others. You know. I mean, so how hard is it to make something like that? Because obviously, I've never forged anything in my life. But uh... for me, it's easy. But and maybe it's just because I've spent a lifetime spiritually fortifying myself. Like, where do you do it? Do you have a place? Like, that's the thing. Like, I can't just do it in my kitchen. I can't just yeah. go forge a. Well, my dad was a my dad was a um sign painter, and he also used to do like landscapes just for himself and stuff. And um, so he had his own workshop, like a big shed, and you know he built it properly because he you know used to be a cabler and do a bit of mechanics and stuff on the side and. So it's got like a pit you can drive a car over and get under it without having a hoist. And man, it's old... like a jack of all trades. Uh, yeah. like a legend. So the concrete slab on it is like three feet thick. And so I've got my power hammer mounted in there and, and it's best workshop ever. And yeah, I do my fortune in dad's old workshop on the family farm. And yeah, I had a car crash that kind of bailed me out of it for the last 10 years. And I just needed a break anyway. And, you know, I'll be moving back there in the next couple of years or something and doing a cottage and I'll be getting back into it. Nice. Hey, here's a, um, oh, you call it just before migration period. So there were no Vikings at this time. It was probably around, oh, Vikings are around, they start around 800 AD and go to around, yeah, around 750 AD. AD, yeah, no, BC, yeah, because we're modern, we're past Jesus, yeah, so, yeah, about seven, I don't know, anyway, I can't explain, migration period before the what you're saying, like, so you're saying, Not like, AD. if you're going with, uh, if you're going AD, that would be, that's before, numbers yeah. going up, BC, the numbers go backwards, oh, right, yeah, no, we are AD, yeah, okay, yeah, BC is backwards, yeah, so yeah, around 750, it's when the Vikings started, but this is around year 500 AD. Yeah. And so I make my sheath in a more modern English style with a back seam of leather. And I cut a notch in the lockets so I don't need glue. And by having the blade in there and I like cut out a little bit so this lip can go over it, a little bit of leather actually pokes up from that. And if I take the blade out, I can pull the per furniture off the sheath and you don't need glue or anything. But I showed a guy in Finland me blade over the internet and so he sent me some moose antler from Finland that he killed. That's pretty sick. And 
I had my light ready. And I make these with three spaces and the middle one I file a fancy edge on. It's not like something I've carved in and inlaid. Oh, no. Oh. There it's we go. Really, yeah, it's real easy to do. So I just unscrew this little knob and then you can see that, yeah, it's just a layer of brass in between some German silver, which is just a nickel copper alloy and zinc. The cool thing about that is there's nothing on it that says made in China. Yeah. Oh, that's why I don't make Bowie knives and stuff, man, because I even know people from the guild that have won our guild knife shows in Australia. And within three months of them publishing the, the Knife Makers magazine at this new knife that won a show, you'll be able to buy it on eBay and they'll just instantly copy it and start producing it out of just 440 stainless. And that's why I don't like making too many modern knives for people. I will forge mark them, but people don't understand that they're different from buying one off eBay, you know, because Australians don't have much of a gun or weapon culture. They don't know what tempered steel means, you know. Dang. Like you tell an American, oh, it's got a blued finish. They know what it is. An American doesn't know what a blued finish is. They think you painted it blue. I mean, an Australian, you know. Oh, yeah, I want I, I want that blue steel on my guns, man. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, there's the blade, and it's made out of three different cores. There, um, there we go. You can see the cores. The cutting edges are welded together chainsaw chains, and they've got like a mossy oak pattern. But the middle one, you should be able to see stars in. There's a star. Oh, let, me get, let me get you full screen again here, bud. There we go. Yeah. 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 And so I do that just by having these flat layers you can see in the tip. It's just straight flat layers there in the center. And the cutting edges wrap around it at the tip. But that flat layer bit is where I've held it with my tongs. And in the other end, I've twisted it with another pair of tongs. And then the twist brings up these stars. That's and so I've well. Yeah, so I've welded three different rods together and, um, yeah, the edges of the chainsaw chains, which are the rollers, the D2, the links that hold the chain together are L6, the, the blades are L6, the pins are M1, which is the same as a drill bit. The teeth on it are like a saw blade, like um, L6 steel and anyway, it's a big mix of all weird steels for the cutting edge so it's great you know i don't have to go mixing good bought steels together i just use a chainsaw chain and it's already got all the goodness in it that a katana doesn't <laughs> it's got like How cool many steel have you made Damn, yeah. that's a big number. I was not expecting that. I was thinking maybe like 25. Dang. All right. So you know what you're doing, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I make those for the love because I love the fit and finish at the end. You can tell. You know, I could bung you take pride in, right? Yeah, I, I could knock the blades out. And I'd really love to teach someone to be a cutler. And that's someone who used to get blades in England. Like Sheffield would make the blades. And then the cutler 
would do the finishing on it and he'd do the handle and cutlers also did knives and also did swords for the army like whoever makes the blades traditionally doesn't sit around for a month putting a fancy handle on it and filing little nice things that's why it takes me forever but i'd love to have someone to teach leather work to and a cutler that could put handles so i could bang out a pattern blade in like two days and then i just keep handing them off you know i've watched forged and fire that show a couple of times but that's about all i know about it yeah well the knife makers community got the show shut down why because knife makers have a lot of pride in their work and they were giving people three days to do challenges and you're not seeing their skills the way they work you're forcing them to cut corners and make shit swords oh okay well i mean all these shows are yeah. bullshit anyway like master chef dude i love master chef and i'm addicted to it but still bullshit you know i get it i get how it's all yeah. scripted and set up and well they want to film them. them they want to film them so they get them three days at home and two days in their own thing you know and it's not enough to make good quality work hey lee thanks like, for stopping by man we appreciate you you have a good night bud and uh maybe maybe we can do another stream again soon man so uh yeah peace brother thanks for being here like i could go on forged and fire and i know how to cut the right corners and i could one dip heat treat a blade like i'd make the edge i'd file the profile first so it's close to a finished blade and when i'm heating it in the forge i'd get the cutting edges bright cherry red and i'd leave the center thicker part of the blade dull and i wouldn't heat the whole blade up and then i'd wench it for a few seconds and pull it out and let it catch on fire so some heat comes back to the edge then quench it again and you should be good to go in a single dip because the middle core never fully hardens because you left it colder and that's how i dodgy one up for forged in fire but it's not how i temper my blades you it's got to be I, one of the fucking manliest things you can do <laughs> yeah well that's it because i've always had long hair and i've always been the cool elfy mellow hippie guy maybe i'd do it as my way of compensating you know i don't i don't think you're feminine just because you have long hair no that yeah. i mean that, that i've never, never, that thought never yeah. crossed my mind in the least bit but uh, no, I, didn't, I didn't mean feminine but i'm just so chilled i've never had to throw a punch at anyone even when people are angry I know at what you me. mean like you never felt like yeah. you were the big guy the big dog or something like that you're just the chill yeah the guy yeah well that maybe that's my just my way of compensating for being so so chilled is yes i make weapons and i'm capable of being dangerous but i don't like i don't like it you know like, uh, also women think, can make swords too just want to be clear i'm not being misogynist i'm just saying it's yeah. badass for like it's just a badass thing yeah. to do i'm sure not a lot of women do it because uh, i don't do it and i would if yeah. i could but i'm you know i'm bummer i can't remember her name it's danielle someone and um, yeah, we've got a one in the Australian guild that does Damascus and that. And now there's like bunches of them. But yeah, um, yeah. when I was kind of into it, when I was young, I was only like 23, 24 when I was into the guild. And yeah, we all already had girls getting into it and stuff. Yeah. It's before Forged and Fire. And now it's you really got the number cool. still? <laughs> I want to meet those girls, dude. I want to meet girls no, that, that, that like, like well, aren't. I want to meet some, I, I'll, you know, I'll meet some girls that are like, take, take like, uh, like if there's a battle, 
you know, if, if a bat- if a zombie apocalypse breaks out, they'll fucking grab a gun and shoot some bitches. That's the kind of woman I want, you know. It, you need a shield maiden, you know, just hold up this hold up hold up this door and get behind me and just look <laughs> through the mailbox slot because it's upside down and tell me if someone comes. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we start getting overwhelmed, we just back into a corner, hand me the door, we're good. Gun in the mailbox slot. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like your caddy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. if she wants uh, to go with Sarah Connor, she can, but. Yeah, you know, well, uh, well, you know, you could hand him a crowbar and say, hit someone if you have to, but they're probably not strong enough to break a skull. Sorry. Depends on the weapon. A baseball bat, yeah. dude. Some of them, some of them, some of them bigger softball ladies, dude, they can, yeah. they can swing like. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying athletes. Yeah, I'm just talking about average okay, people. Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I got off. I'm not, that. I'm not, I'm not very strong. So I'd say, sure, help me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I keep, I keep weapons scattered throughout my room or my, my apartment. And uh, just in case a zombie apocalypse ever happens, like I got yeah. an axe in uh-huh. here for no reason. Um, I got a baseball bat that's broken. It's got like it's sharp on the end of it. So I feel like if I need oh, yeah. to stab something, I could. Because splinters uh, are good. They give you, they give no, you more not, pain later. So you think problem. about it. It's, um, it's not wooden, is the problem. It's one of those like uh, fiber aluminum sorts of deals. Like, I don't no, know. well, that's even, that's even worse. Getting fiberglass in your skin. You'll be itchy for days, mate. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, my net's failing. This is what I'm talking about right here. Like, yeah. Oh, that's gnarly, man. I love that. It looks, yeah, no, it looks like a broken beer bottle on the end. That's yeah, awesome, exactly. Dude. So I that's can That's so messed it, up. I can stab it. <laughs> I always, everyone asks me, what sword would I use in a sword fight? And I said, oh, you'd have to give me like a couple of months in advance. And then here's my zombie fight. I'd make an right old here. pirate cutlass. Sorry, yeah, my net's dying. Oh, you're good, dude. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut cut you off there. I just wanted to show off my axe because yeah, give uh, me a- if uh, if Evil Dead ever breaks out, I'm I'm going at him with this bitch. Oh, I like that. Is that um hickory for the handle? Dude, it's it's cheap. I don't know what the hell it is. I got it. Yeah, at, I uh, can tell by the color of the wood. Hickory. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, hickory's cheap, but that's what you make good handles out of because it's flexible and springy. See how the grain is all straight in it? Yeah. I did put my red, white, and blue, my own grip on there, you know, in case I do, in case it you know, goes down. I want to have that grip. want to be able to go at a yeah. zombie's neck pretty easily. Yeah, my friends gave me a Louisville Power Slugger. My friends gave me a Louisville Power Slugger. Like best baseball bat in the USA for like 120 years, and I don't even play baseball. I've never hit a ball with it. I just love Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. Casey Jones from the Turtles, man, is a psychopath. He had a cricket bat, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got everything, man. He's got golf clubs. He's got a baseball bat. He's got a cricket bat. You know, throws big melee guy. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say, oh, it's on. Aisle five sporting goods, Casey Jones time. <laughs> I ain't seen that. I'm in always a minute, look- dude. I've seen the yeah. movies in a minute. Yeah, they do these council throwouts here, so I'm always driving around. And when I see a golf bag, I go pick it up for weight because I want a nice light one to wear, like Casey Jones. 
I can put all my various swords and sporting equipment in it. That's genius. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, I got a shillelagh and a woomera hanging out of it, a couple of arrows and a short bow. You know, it's got a sword in there. It's got some it, baseball it's like bats. It's a big ass quiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's got, yeah, it's, it's my weapon caddy for my sporting goods, man. Well, shit, Ed, we're talking about uh, some nerdy stuff. Do you want to go into some of the nerdy stuff that you like, man? You said you wanted to get into some, maybe some geek culture tonight. I'm all for that. Talk about maybe some movies, uh, how, how we feel about about the modern-day culture compared to the, the, sure. the previous day. And if you want to get started on that, I need to take a quick uh, two-minute break. I can still hear you. I'll be right back. So What's do up? I. Well, so can do we I. switch off? Oh, well, let's just do it together. Yeah. And we're back. So yeah, I was thinking um, maybe talk about I don't know. We could talk about stuff that we remember that we love. Um, but I was thinking maybe remakes or something. Uh, New Dune, the movie was really good, and I'd say stuff from my childhood that is a really good remake because I hate remakes, man. That's probably a good place to start. And talk about the ones we hate later, but we'll talk about the good ones. I still got my original issues. 1984 Diecast Metal Voltron. It's got the spring loaded fists. There we go. Launch a fist. Um, I love New Voltron by DreamWorks, man. They do have like a black Allura when originally she was white. But it totally doesn't matter in the series. And I like new Alora better than old one, like the princess in the show. Um, they've given her more to do. You know, she's not just like, oh, we've got a woman on the team and she's annoying. It's like, no, she's a boss now. And like her sidekick, the butler guy, is played by this Kiwi man. And he's freaking hilarious. He's like the guy in um thor ragnarok it's the big rock dude but he just sounds so chilled oh you know sweet as he you know we fought in the gladiator arena mate yeah he's just yeah anyway, yeah so i love new voltron like, by dreamworks i don't know yeah. shit about voltron i'm just being straight up with you but what you wanted to talk yeah. about like mainly was um like remakes that we like first and then remakes that we don't like afterwards well we, everyone's bitched about yeah everyone Bitched about remakes they hate, right? And I was thinking, everyone knows we hate them, but there's a couple of good remakes as a fan that I really do like. And I'd say, yeah, probably New Dune and Voltron are great. And I'm not a super Dune fan like I am Star Wars, you know, I know nothing about it. But the new movie's watchable and it's not woke. And so that's what I've heard. I haven't seen it, but I haven't even seen the new Batman movie, dude. I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of movies anymore. I did watch the new season of Stranger Things. The the wokeness was very light in it. I will give it that. It was uh, just a pretty good story, and I really enjoyed it. No spoilers, because I know how Stranger Things fans are about their spoilers. I said I want to do a whole Hoffcast uh, audio on that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But uh, you have or haven't seen it? I haven't Don't worry about it. that bubbling noise, everybody. Yeah, that's, just, that's just my Turkish tobacco pot. That's the same. I I kind of uh, used mine as well during that break. 
Yeah, I just leave it off screen. You know, it's too big to fit on screen, so I just wouldn't want to make people jealous, you know. Um, what were we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> what were... <laughs> we were talking about remakes that we liked and, yeah. and disliked. Um, oh, yeah, Batman, the new Batman with Robert Patterson. As soon as they said he was going to play him, I knew it was going to be good. I'm no fan of Twilight, but he's done other things. And just the jawline that he's got looks so good in the suit. Like, he, yeah, it, he just looks like a good Batman. And it's dark and it's, it's a bit more punchy. Hey, you're cutting out a little bit right now. And I'm cutting out too. Less ninja yeah, you're cutting out, man. You know, you might want to check your connection or something because you're you're almost dying. I can't even tell the choreography. You just see it's more realistic in it. You know. Can you hear me, bro? Can you hear me? Yo, hello. I think uh, he's cutting out a little bit. Right uh, you might, you might have yeah, to. It comes uh, and you might have to goes. So it'll only probably be a minute. Like I can, I can only hear every other third word that you're saying right now. So I just turned my camera off. Does that help if I turn camera off? Now I can hear you. Yes, it's caught up a little bit. Yeah, I think it was just getting behind there for a sec. Talk again. Silence. <laughs> well, hopefully we get these technical difficulties figured out here at Hoffcast. Um, right now we're talking about movies and remakes and stuff. I'm sure he'll be back soon. Until then, I guess I'll just, uh, I don't know, play some melodies or something. Talk about, uh, oh, there, he's just opened up a new thing. There we go. Now we got, oh, just two of you. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm on wireless, so it just comes and goes. Gotcha. You're better now. It sounds better yeah. now, man. Yeah, it's like the way that the wireless works in Australia is you'll ping the tower with your Wi-Fi, and it will give you high priority. And then as other people ping it, it moves you down a list of data availability, and once it finishes the list, it recycles it. And so at some points, you just hit low packet areas if a lot of people i have are... to reset my router all the time i think it's the same thing like yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure it's very similar um anyways could you repeat some of the stuff that you just said about the batman because nobody heard it okay. about one one all fourth right. of that so. yeah i love new batman just the way he looks in the suit it's more dark more brutal reminds me more of tim burton and the car looks like a regular done-up car that Bob Lazar put a fucking rocket engine in there. It's a <laughs> it's a beast. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, like I I never watched that. What's that spooky Buffy show that's got the two brothers and they go around and souls oh, like natural. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the show or the characters, but I love never that black it. car. I love the dude just drives <laughs> this old that. black. I see. I don't know Mustang if I saw the exact one. 
Yeah. I don't know if I saw the exact one or I'm pretty sure it was the yeah. one from the show. But I went to a fandom yeah. fest in Louisville, Kentucky, like five, six years ago, and the car was there. And I didn't know shit about Supernatural, but I do remember yeah. seeing that car there, dude. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I walked right by. Yeah, like, it's, it's a cool car. It's like, it's like Mad Max vibes when you steampunk up a classic muscle car and make it black. You know, there's just something seen, about uh, it that's awesome, you know. Have you seen The Punisher with Thomas Jane? Yep. There's a new one. The car yeah. he has in that, that armored one, is fucking mm. awesome. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's something about a black muscle car, and you just get out it up with some armor that's fucking awesome. You know, like, you know. I'm all about that. I'm all yeah. about that. Real oh, yeah, new Batman, right new Batman's like that. Like, I don't know if it's a Ford Charger I've or seen a Mustang the car. Or, I haven't seen the yeah. movie, but I have seen the car. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. You know, like, um, but, and there's a new Punisher that's got a different guy in it that never got a big cinema release, but it was cinema released, and it's way more comic booky. He I know versus... you're talking about Warzone. It's uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name either, but you're talking about Warzone, I think. Yeah, he's, and uh, he's got... Yeah, Jigsaw and Looney Bin Jim is the name I use in karaoke. Yeah, I love that name, Looney Bin it's Jim. It's a good movie, too. Yeah, yeah. it was very underrated, yeah. just like the Judge Dredd movie, dude. I, yeah. I freaking love the Judge Dredd, the newer one. I like the old one, too, a little bit. Yeah, um, Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love, it. I love that other Punisher. It's just so brutal. It has to have scenes in black and white, like Kill Bill. And that guy, Looney Bin Jim, I want my applesauce back because the guy in the mental institution eats his lunch on him all the time, this big fat guard, and just leaves him drugged up in bed and eats his applesauce all the time. And so he's like, I want my applesauce back, and he just rips the guy apart with his bare hands. It's fucking mental. Yeah, yeah man, I love that. Like, yeah. I was really disappointed that that Dread movie, uh, fans wanted more. And I don't even know how it got made to begin with if you can't make a sequel when fans want more. You know what I mean? Like, how does that get yeah. made first? And then the fan, it didn't do well in the theaters. I know that. It did shit in the theaters, even though I saw it in theaters. Um, and then yeah. the fans were, like, begging for more. And even Carl Urban was like, yeah, I'll do another one for sure. Yeah. And then. Oh, Dread, yeah, right, yeah. And Thomas um, Jane, dude, the one I was talking about, not the one you were talking about, the, the one with John Travolta. He actually did, like, a. He personally funded his own short film of being the Punisher again because he's trying to get the role back. It was really good. It was graphic. Uh, like he, he's like fighting uh, people on a laundromat. He like snaps this guy's ankle. You see the bone pop out and shit, dude. It's pretty yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Like um, I think Deadpool. Like um, they did Punisher a bit too safe at the time because Deadpool wasn't a thing. But without Punisher, they couldn't have been Deadpool. You know, like yeah, without those adult. Yeah, it's like. People say they hate Lord of the Rings because they use swords and there's no blood. And, like, it was fantasy kid stuff back then. You couldn't have done that in the genre and have it be successful. But without it, you couldn't have Game of Thrones use blood today, you know. And so they've all got their place, you know, yeah. But um, also then, I mean... Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Not just, fucking brutal as shit and i love robocop yeah. one of my favorite movies fucking of all time nice. is the first robocop movie it gets better every single time i watch it i fucking love that movie dude so much yeah love it. ever since i was a kid dude i, I did robocop action figures dude dude oh man i love it. and terminator was, I was about uh, to say was one of my favorite I, 
Yeah, I watch Robocop now, and I'm like, I can't believe my parents used to let me watch this as a fucking kid in the age. Well, I had an older brother. Well, I do have an older brother, and like he saw it first, and they made sure I didn't see all the graphics hmm. stuff Same. about it. So they'd be like, you know, like skip through it or don't don't watch this part or something like that. Yeah, but, but my parents were pretty, uh, pretty, pretty easy going about what I watched because, like, once again, my brother was nine years older. He grew up. Um, uh, he, he was born in like '79, and he was so he was like dealing with all the stuff that went through the 80s and passed it down to me and uh totally. so i so i uh kind of i'm not an, i i was born in the 80s but i'm an 80s kid inherently because my brother like fed me yeah. all the stuff he was you know experiencing Dang. at the time and that's that's the only outlet i had you know so yeah so and everyone and your, and your brother had everything on vhs so like Yep. Yeah, that, that's how I got Voltron and He Man. You know, that was going, you record off TV. Yeah, like I was born in Voltron and He Man's peak, so I was born when my brother was taping it all, and so ever since I was like three years old, I grew up with He Man. I think some of my first words were running around with the stick saying, "I have the power," and I was saying, <laughs> "I have the power," with like He Man waving a stick in the air. Dude, my brother had yeah. all the figures. He had Castle Grayskull, the fucking the playset, dude. I don't. I mean, I I don't know where any of that shit is now. Probably in a landfill. Yeah. You turn the throne and the trap door goes, man. Mm. Yeah, I mm. had um. In my age, it was Mighty Max. I don't know if you're familiar with Mighty Max. I had a few of them, but I never knew yeah. the TV show in Australia. I had I, I had I, the I, Castle Grayskull of Mighty Max, dude. I still wish I had that fucking thing. Maybe I can go, go on eBay and. Hopefully it's not like four hundred bucks because it probably is. Yeah. But it had all that same kind of stuff. You open it up and how all yeah. these like little things in the back. You I know uh, put that on my shelf yeah. right now. Did you know Mad Max was Polly Pocket for boys? That's yes, where it started. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Started with, started with or like Polly the Power Pocket puppies or like um, yeah. and then Pokemon started doing it too. Like a lot of brands yeah. started doing it where you open it up, it's a scene. And I have Star yeah. Wars ones like that. They're a little bit bigger. Yeah. They're like the heads. And you'd open them up, and those things are so cool. I still have them in my closet right now. I love those things. They're yeah. so awesome, man. I don't know what's so cool is you just got like the whole little scene, like just this little thing. Yeah. And I think yeah, it was I'm a nerd. Yeah. I think it was Kenna talking to a Lego exec. And the Lego exec is like, why don't you just make Polly Pocket for boys? They like small detail too. And because Lego, like some of the, the Lego is basically building little scenes out of small pieces, you know. <laughs> And it was a predominantly male thing back then, before they had all the new stuff. Let me let me let me search let me search some Mighty Max here, bro. Yeah. I want to. Oh, that's right. Going on from Polly Pocket to Mighty Max, like I went from Lego, and you know, some of the last Lego I ever bought was Lord of the Rings stuff. You know, I never bought any of the Star Wars or Batman licensed things, but I had like the Knights and Pirates as a kid. Um, but some of the newest Lego I have bought because it just cost and how expensive it is, is um, the elf Lego. It was like Lego elves, like for girls, because I wanted to make a, a Gundam robot from um, Evangelion, and it's purple. And I had no purple Lego pieces. So I bought this girl's Lego elf set for like 30 bucks, and it had like 5,000 pieces of pink and purple and teal in it. And so I made some stench robots with that. It was awesome. <laughs> anyway, random story about Polly Pocket going into a boys thing and 
Lego going into a girl's thing. Yeah. It looks like I can get one of these things for about, uh, I don't know, like 40 bucks. If it's in pristine condition, like 100. That's, that's what I'm talking yeah. about right there. That's what I'm talking that's about. It. That was like the Castle Grayskull of Mighty Max. Yeah, so like obviously once... it was influenced by He-Man, you know? I've, I can set the... The side on the right looks like skeletal snake mountain, and the side on the left has the skull jaw of the entrance to Grey Skull. That was the He Man one, and so it's a combination of um, snake Dude, mountain so cool. and that thing that fired, Grey there was a drawbridge. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. I'm just saying it looks like a combination of Castle Grey Skull and the peak looks like Skeletor's one across the Barrens that was Snake Mountain. It might have been the coolest toy I ever had right there, dude. Yeah. I remember that you could fire that eyeball out. Yeah. There was that trap back there. It had a little elevator back there. There was a drawbridge that the little teeth down there was like a drawbridge that opened up. And mm. dude, yeah, that thing spun around. Oh, it was so cool. I need to get another one. Yeah. I, think, I think it was more engaging because it was small too. Like the fine detail draws you into it more with your imagination rather than having like larger figures, you know? But also, you know, I, my, the house I grew up in wasn't that big. I wouldn't even call it a house, but um, not a shed. I grew up in a trailer, you know, just like a regular trailer. Yeah. Not a lot of space I know, in there. I know. If you get something like yeah. that, it looks bigger than, you know, anything. It's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. I, grew up with, I grew up with hippies, man, you know. like, um, oh, I've got so many stories about it, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, all my stuff was hand-me-downs, like I say, because I had my bro Yeah, well, going that, back to that, I like, didn't have room in that. Like, all my stuff was all hand-me-downs because I was watching He-Man and Voltron on VHS, and at the time, Ninja Turtles was huge. But I wanted, when new kids that were older than me were getting on new Ninja Turtles, I wanted all their old He-Mans. And so I'd get, like, 50 of them wrapped in newspaper because there were too many to wrap in a giant freaking washing machine box for Christmas. Oh, you're cutting out again, man. You're cutting out again. My brother would get jealous because he wanted a remote control car, which is really expensive. Uh, there I go. Yeah, you might have to back back out again. Yeah, oh, we're waiting for him. Yeah, no. Where are you? Yeah. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you're like a, a slow oh, motion wait. right now. Either that, or I'm tripping balls on something I didn't know I took. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I guess I'm not tripping. Good. That's that's good. Everyone, thank you for being here tonight. We're still going to talk a little bit longer when he comes back. We have everything situated out here. Uh, make sure that you uh, check out Hoffcast.com. Uh, you know, subscribe to the channel, like the stream. Here, I he's back right now. Test, test, and test is much better, much better again. Right, yeah. So, like, yeah, retro, like that stuff. Um, what I was going to say is my brother always, because he always had the new things being older, he always wanted remote control cars. But I wanted all the stuff that wasn't even on the shelves anymore. Like I wanted Voltrons and He-Mans. And I used to get boxes of like 50 action figures and stuff. Like 
that were just someone's old collection because they were in the Ninja Turtles now. You know, and all the other kids would be jealous, but you got so many toys, what are these? And I'm like, it's fucking He-Man, and I put on the VHS, and now everyone wants He-Man, you know? <laughs> I, I collected Star Wars figures. Uh, I still do, actually. Not like I used to. Every now and then I'll buy, like, a cool one. I mean, every now and then, like, the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't have space for it, but when I was a kid, dude, me and my cousin, who also was a huge Star Wars fan, dude, and he had a bunch of figures, dude, and we'd, we'd stay the, uh, the night at each other's place and we'd like battle with our figures and stuff. But we also, we'd trade them. We'd trade them, dude. Uh, we'd be like, oh, I'll give you a couple battle droids for that. Uh, you know, I don't know. No, I don't. Weird guy that I don't yeah. know his name, but he was in the cantina. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and my friends got to about year five and year six in primary school, like about 11 and 13. And we all just said, stuff it. And started bringing our Batmans to school to play in, in the playground, like we were in kindergarten, just didn't give a fuck. And like all the way into high school until like year 10, we'd bring in fucking action figures and set them up and shit. But we were all playing footy and stuff, but we just didn't give a fuck, eh? You know, like, we're like, yeah, no. Everyone used to tease that, us. That but reminds then me everyone else started doing Then everyone else started doing it too. Sorry, Theo. I was about to say that reminds me back in like uh, when I was in like fifth Sorry. grade, dude, there was the yo-yo craze and we all started buying yo-yos and bringing them to school and everyone started getting yo-yos. Do you, I don't know if you're, you might be a little bit uh, above Lee, a little bit older than that, but in, in fifth grade for me, dude, yo-yos like made a huge comeback. Yo mega had the one that would sleep on its own and it would just come right back up the X brain. And uh, it was craziness. It was yo-yo madness. Yeah. And yeah, I've already of, seen like kids in, thing, like, yeah, I've already seen kids in towns to yo-yo twice since I've been in high school, and every decade they come back. All right, so we're gonna do the soothing sounds of Hoff, everybody. Um, while we're waiting, I hope everyone's having a good night. We'll play some good. We'll play some some soothing melodies until he gets back. I had a good run yeah, there. Back again. I, yeah, I just did a quick system reset and made sure I manually paused Windows updates. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Damn, bro. I feel like we had so much I'll more I'll see you backstage for a yarn anyway, and we can deal with it there. Oh, man. That sucks, dude. We had so much more, so much more to go over. Fuck. But, um... If we can't keep a connection, there's nothing else we can do about this. So, um, for sure, dude, I guess we'll call it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll see you backstage. Hopefully, it's better back there. But I want to thank everyone who came by and watched tonight. I do appreciate y'all. I apologize for the for the difficulties here. Uh, I'll try to get the audio up because what we were talking about was really good stuff. And uh, make sure you go to hoffcast.com. 
I will see you all on Tuesday. Uh, don't take any wooden nickels. Cheers. Hoff signing off. <laughs>